Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up, he surrenders. He leaves the home and they realize, wait, this is the guy that we were pursuing. So this person whom we just shot is not the correct person. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. The sound of bagpipes and drums filled the A Ballroom Tuesday. Then, a prayer. Help us to be for one another what we need to be in this time. On February 8th, friends, family, and colleagues gathered in Ridgefield, Washington for the memorial service of Vancouver police officer Donald Sahota. While Don has fallen, he remains alive in our hearts. I am truly devastated by the loss of Don. This job is a calling. We feel it's what we were meant to do. We know Don always answered that calling, even at the very end. Anyone that knew Don well understood that he was a selfless man. I am so proud today of the career that he had and the amount of good that he did. Dad, you will forever have a place in my memories, but most importantly, in my heart. While attempting to subdue a suspect, Sahota was mistakenly shot and killed by a Clark County, Washington deputy on January 29th. So here's what we know. Vancouver PD and Clark County investigators aren't saying much about what happened, but it looks like it started with a robbery at the Orchard Chevron on Northeast 4th Plain Boulevard. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com odyssey. That's greenlight.com odyssey. A tragic story of mistaken identity. Galen Etlin joins us from KGW in Portland to talk about it. Galen, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So this story begins on January 29th when Clark County Sheriff's deputies respond to an armed robbery in Vancouver, Washington. Take us through the events of that evening. Yeah, it's a really wild story. And like you said, really sad by how it all played out. It really started in Yakima at first in central Washington when this 20-year-old suspect, Julio Cesar Segura, stole a Mercedes and just left town. He ended up in Vancouver, just north of Portland, and that's when police say that he robbed a store clerk at a convenience store using an airsoft gun. So it wasn't real, but it looked real. So at this point, they're aware of what he's doing. They know what car he's in. They're chasing him down the highway. They really want to get this guy because he's wanted for violent crimes. Well, it turns out he eventually ditches the car because they're in hot pursuit, and he's now in a fairly remote area, unincorporated rural area of Ridgefield and Battleground, just north of Vancouver by about 10 or 15 minutes. And he's now in this sort of wooded, marshy land. He ditches the gun. He drops it somewhere in a swamp, he says. And then he ends up outside the home 
of off-duty officer Donald Sahota just by chance. He's trying to get into these homes that are pretty spread out. There's no street lights. It's all down a dirt road. And he's just trying to get in, trying to find somewhere to hide from police. And he ended up outside this off-duty officer's home. At this point, Officer Sahota, he knows what's going on. He's, he's hearing what's going on and that there's a search for this guy. So he, he realizes this is who police are likely after. Even though he's off duty, he confronts this guy. He gets out his own gun. He identifies himself as an officer to Julio Segura. And then they get into a fight. And so at this point, Officer Sahota's wife calls 911. What happens from there? Yeah, so she's describing exactly what's happening outside of her home. She says, my husband is an officer. He is armed. He is now confronting this guy that you're looking for. Here's where we are. This is what you need to know. And police have surveillance above from aircraft. They're seeing this fight play out between Segura and Officer Sahota. So they kind of have an idea of what's going on before responders can get there. But that's when things really take an unexpected turn. Deputies from Clark County, which serves the Vancouver area, they arrive because they're the ones that were tracking Segura to begin with. And one of those officers, Jonathan Feller, fires shots within seconds because he sees someone outside with a gun. And that turned out to be Officer Sahota because at that point, Segura had already managed to get inside the home after he had stabbed Officer Sahota several times. And Sahota was still alive at that point but trying to pursue Segura into his own home. He was the only one outside, and so that's who deputies saw and ended up shooting. And we begin tonight with breaking news out of Battleground, Washington. A Vancouver police officer is dead, and the Oregonian reports a Clark County deputy may have unintentionally shot and killed him while trying to catch a robbery suspect. There's little information right now, but we do know it is a sad story, no matter how you look at it. We don't have a lot of answers, but we do know a family tonight is heartbroken. And as you mentioned, this all happened quickly. It all happened within seconds. Officers arrive on scene, shots are fired. All of a sudden, this off-duty officer, Donald Zahota, is is shot and and would die. At what point do the responding officers realize the mistake that they shot the homeowner and not the robbery suspect? Yeah, so it was pretty much right after that. They they go up to the porch where Officer Sahota was shot, and they don't realize who he is right at that second. But pretty soon after, Segura, the suspect, turns himself in. He surrenders. He leaves the home, and they realize, wait, this is the guy that we were pursuing. So this person whom we just shot is not the correct person. So that's when they realized it was Officer Sahota. Officer Sahota had also been injured in that altercation with the suspect, with Segura, he'd been stabbed multiple times, according to police. Have we learned a definitive cause of death? Was it the gunshot wounds that killed him or the stab wounds? Yes, it was the gunshot wounds. The Clark County Medical Examiner took a few days to get back to us, but then released that information two days or so after the incident, saying the cause of death was the gunshots and not the stabbing. The investigation into the death of off-duty Vancouver police officer Donald Sahota continues, with officials now revealing the name of the deputy who shot and killed him. You mentioned that the deputy who fired the gun has been identified as Jonathan Feller. What else have you been able to learn about Feller? 
Yeah, so right off the bat, once they released the identity of that deputy, they released some information about him, too. He had served as a law enforcement officer in South Dakota for about 14 years before he was hired by the Clark County Sheriff's Office in 2018. And in the news release, even though we could also look this up, but they they disclosed this, saying that Feller was one of three deputies who opened fire on another person named Kevin Peterson Jr. in Hazeldale, also in the Vancouver area. Less than a year and a half ago, Deputy Feller, alongside two other Clark County deputies, shot and killed Kevin Peterson Jr. during a failed drug sting in Hazel Dell. Investigators said Peterson died after being shot four times in October 2020. The 21-year-old never fired a gun, but had one on him. His death prompted several vigils and protests. And that shooting led to a lot of protests and vigils in the weeks that followed, although that shooting was ruled justified because Peterson Jr. did have a gun at the time. The three deputies were not charged. In this incident, Feller has been placed on critical incident leave, which is standard following any use of force incident that results in serious injury or death. What happens while he's on leave? How is this shooting being investigated now? So it's a little bit complicated in this case, since the two agencies that are the main ones involved, Vancouver Police Department, whom Officer Sahota served, and Clark County deputies, they often work pretty closely together because they serve the same area. They are now having the investigation handled by the Lower Columbia Major Crimes Team. And what's tricky about that is it kind of entails agencies from that area that just trade off some of the investigative pieces depending on who's involved in what crime. So we don't really get to know yet how it's going to play out. It's kind of a gray area, and we don't get a lot of information in that interim. The suspect here, Julio Segura, ended up surrendering at the scene, and he's facing a number of charges. As of last week, that now includes multiple murder charges. His arraignment is set for the start of next month, so we'll be waiting for more information in the meantime. I know KGW has been in contact with members of Segura's family. What did they have to say about what happened? Yeah, so we spoke with his mother in Yakima. She interviewed with one of our web producers in Spanish and said that she was really heartbroken and feeling for the families involved in this. I felt bad. I wasn't okay. But she also said that this wasn't really her son. He wasn't okay. Maybe that's why he acted like this this time. She said that he must have been out of it, that he has suffered from mental health issues, but that he was really a pivotal part of their family. He helped pay her bills. So for her, she said this must have been a moment where something happened, where he went off the edge and that mental health issue became much more serious. For the officer who died, I'm very sorry to his family. There's a lot that we're still waiting to learn. It really seems like this incident has struck a chord in the community. You have this 52-year-old off-duty officer killed by mistake at his own home. Can you talk a little bit about how folks in the area have reacted to all of this as they're waiting for more information? Well, a lot of it, as you can imagine, is just shock by the pure unusualness of the circumstances. A a deputy mistakenly shooting and killing a police officer is is shocking enough. This was also the first line-of-duty death as designated by the Vancouver Police Department. He was off-duty at the time, Officer Sahota, but because he identified himself as an officer and was acting in the capacity of an officer, they have designated this as their first 
death of an officer in the line of duty. So overall, it's one of those things where a lot of people are feeling really heartbroken. There was a police cruiser that was staged outside of the Vancouver Police Department for a few days, and people were bringing flowers and cards. And there were volunteers there who have been serving with the Vancouver Police Department for years who were not only there to greet people, but also share stories about why it's important to honor Officer Sahota. What else have you been able to learn about Officer Sahota? Who was he? When it comes to Officer Donald Sahota, the, the main thing that people really need to remember is that, you know, he has a family beyond all of this. So he leaves behind a wife and two children. He was a part of the training division at Vancouver Police Department, but he also served a number of departments around the Portland metro area, uh, Port of Portland Police and Gresham Police, one of the suburbs of Portland. So he really was embedded in the community. And a lot of these agencies put out statements immediately following his death saying that this was tragic and heartbreaking and that he was not only a good officer who was dedicated to serving and protecting the community, but that he lived that sort of life in everything that he did, that he was an excellent person and upstanding human being, and that he always wanted to help people. So a lot of people say that he'll be missed. For any of our listeners looking to learn more, all of Galen's reporting can be found at kgw.com. We'll certainly be keeping an eye on this as it moves forward. Galen Atlin with KGW in Portland. Thanks for sharing this story. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're right here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the podcast wherever you're listening right now. If you're looking for more podcasts, you can head over to vaultstudios.com for a full list of our shows that includes Vault Studios' newest podcast, Killer Cases. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.